Hey wrestling fans, it's Sean from the Scumbags of Wrestling. It might not look like Christmas right now, but it is around the corner. And you won't want to miss out on this amazing deal. It's part of Sick Kids Hospital on behalf of Steven's Wrestling Journey. Right now, if you contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com, you'll get this amazing t-shirt designed by Nigel Lewis for just $30. And because it's Christmas, I'm going to throw in this stocking stuffer of a poster, 11 by 17 for free. Now you can still get this poster for $15, but you can get the whole combo for $30 right now until December 15th. So contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com and support Kid, Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto and Steven's Wrestling Journey. And we are live. Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode number 130 of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. I'm Sean. I'm right here in London, Ontario, and we're uh, going to do another episode. Whether And I thank you for joining us, whether you're on Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook. And if you're listening to us in our podcast later on, on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else, thank you for joining us. Be sure to like and uh, subscribe. Share this uh, podcast with others. Got a special uh, deal coming up I'm going to let you guys all know about. And uh, we're going to try and build up to 500 fans by the end of this uh, year. Got about a month uh, to go. And there's exciting uh, ways that you can help out and also uh, maybe win a prize. Uh, so I'll get back to that in just a little while. But it is episode number 130. And uh, not a lot of wrestling news this week, but we do definitely want to look at what happened at Survivor Series, some of the news, and what happened last night between NXT and AEW as they lead into some big shows coming up over the next week and a half or so. Um, After that, we will be uh, looking at a little bit of news on the Ontario wrestling scene, including the uh, Canadian uh, Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame presented by CWN, which is coming up in January. You still have uh, time to vote on the inductees for the first ever class. And then we'll turn over to Jonesy for This Week in History. Now, I'm going to bring in Jonesy. He's in Niagara Falls right now. And when I talked to him just a moment ago, we're not sure if he has uh, full audio and he can hear me, but we're going to bring him in and see if it's working. So, Jonesy, how are you? Yeah, I, I do this thing. I assume you can hear me now and everything. Yes. You have to remind me. I I plug in this TV up here so I have another monitor, and I always forget that the sound um, cuts out if I don't turn that thing on. So, so anyway. It happens. Go figure. But uh, how are you? How are things in Niagara Falls? Uh, it's okay. I've, I've I've gone down to the lights once. I didn't walk around or nothing. I went down. It was either Friday or Saturday, and there was a lot of people and a crap load of cars. Uh, it's going to be busy, man, on the weekends here. Yeah. Uh, well, which- it's a good thing and a bad thing at the same time because I know that uh, the Winter Festival lights in Niagara Falls has been a little bit sketchy at times for bringing in people and that's why they do it for the two months 
I know I've been there a couple times and it's still been quiet, but people are also looking for uh, ways of going out and doing things. So hopefully they can find a balance and do it safely and not uh, lock Niagara down like uh, Toronto and Peel regions are here in Ontario. And uh, hopefully everybody can enjoy the great lighting displays that are there because there's some new additions. So hopefully it all works out. Do you want to know my personal opinion on it? My personal opinion on it, which not necessarily is the uh, opinion of scumbags of wrestling, but um, personally, I don't think it should be on right now uh, only because it's attracting people down here, which goes against what the government has done with not allowing festivals to be happening um like all these affairs you, you, the list of things they've canceled and that but yet that's okay yeah Which, i totally get you on that one i think it's fine if you stay in your cars and that but that that's that's not going to happen so yeah. it's just it's just one of those things where it's just like it doesn't it doesn't make sense um but anyways back to wrestling yeah. That's the main thing. As long as people stay safe, if they keep in their cars, that would be the ideal and perfect uh, scenario. But, we, you know, unfortunately, human nature, the people are going to get out. Uh, and hopefully, like I said, they keep safe. Um, I know I'd love to go for a drive here in London and see uh, some of the light displays and, you know, at least take in some of the holiday uh, cheer. But, as you said, we are here to talk about wrestling. And unfortunately, we are starting off with a little bit of sad news. It was reported uh, yesterday that uh, wrestling historian, I guess, and um, he had a lot of influence also in WCW, uh, the world of internet uh, reporting, and also was one of the creative hands in discovering Impact Wrestling uh, TNA NWA originally in 2001, I guess he was uh, with the Jarrett on his boat and it got brought up, but Bob Ryder has passed away. He, uh, I guess was battling cancer. Uh, he's uh, been instrumental, as I said, in the discovery of TNA and the furthering of impact wrestling. Uh, probably the only person uh, from start to finish unofficially, uh, that has been with the company through all the ups and downs that it's had. He's been the most consistent person. And as I said, he uh, was fighting cancer. I guess he ended up falling the other day and had uh, reached out to people uh, with TNA and or Impact, should I say, and said he was fine. But, of course, they were worried about him and checked on him, and he never responded. So they got the police, and the police ended up going into his house and found him uh, that he passed away. So, as I said, he worked for WCW in its dying days and uh, was part of uh, One Wrestling and did a couple uh, forerunners to podcast with a WCW show. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, bad news with the passing of Bob Ryder. And send condolences out to his family at this time. Looking at other news in uh, wrestling, uh, Undertaker 
has definitely been wrapping up uh, uh, the 30 years uh, thing that WD's been doing with him. Uh, he's made some appearances on uh, different shows, including Hot Ones. There's a half hour uh, DVD. I mean, sorry, not DVD. Hot half hour video on, I believe, YouTube and a couple other places that you can check out. And he's uh, sampling 10 different hot sauces that get hotter as they go along and uh, eating chicken wings and talking to the host about his career. It was actually a decent show. I checked it out and was good. Also, uh, Steve Austin's uh, Broken Skull Sessions. Uh, they had a second round, and that premiered after Survivor Series. And it's about two hours uh, that that one goes, and it goes a little more in-depth from the last time that he was on the Broken Skull Sessions. Plus, of all things... He's doing stuff with Snoop Dogg, including uh, stuff on Twitch, uh, also TikTok, I believe it is, and they have a clothing line out. Um, Jones, have you ever thought in your wildest dreams that Undertaker and Snoop Dogg would be doing something together? We can't hear you. You're muted. Damn it. Um, hey, it happened. Uh, anyway, uh, ask the question again and reset the brain. Yeah, I was uh, saying, have you, would you ever have guessed in Wildest Dreams, uh, The Undertaker, of all people, doing stuff with Snoop Dogg? Not, not back in, like, 90s, but now I, I do believe it because... Um, Snoop Dogg has done a lot of stuff with a lot of celebrities that, like uh, that that uh, thing he has with um, uh, friggin' uh, Martha Stewart. Yeah, like Snoop and Martha do stuff together. Yeah, and they do stuff together. <laughs> yes, they do. Cooking and weed. Plus, while well, he is, I believe, the cousin of uh, Sasha Banks, the current uh, SmackDown yeah. Women's Champion. So he does have a connection with uh, WWE in that way. But yeah, right now, uh, Undertaker and Snoop are uh, a thing right now. Um, I, I just think you're going to see Undertaker sell out um, for the next year or two. And I, I think. He has a right to do it because he hasn't. He kept that character and and didn't do too much silly stuff uh, outside of wrestling because um, wrestling a lot of it's silly stuff. But um, now I think he's he's just going to open up and you're going to see the actual guy behind the Undertaker. Yeah, he uh, talks about that on the uh, the Broken Skull sessions where he's just like part of him is regretting doing it. Because of how well he kept that character and uh, kept lived it kayfabe-wise and didn't uh, break it uh, at all, not even appearing at Hall of Fames or anything unless it was that Paul Bearer one where he was still in character to honor uh, William Moody uh, for that one. But he's also on the other side of things, and he said with Steve, that it's a good thing that he's opened up because he's able to tell about all this history and he has something left to do instead of nothing, like instead of disappearing. Of 
course, there's talk that he's asked uh, Triple H about a job doing uh, some training at the Performance Center, so his knowledge and ability will be able to uh, pass on. Uh, before I continue on with some uh, more news, I, we have received a couple of messages. Last week, we missed out on uh, the Black Scorpion, but he is back uh, haunting us again and calling us out, uh, saying, Happy Turkey Day. Um, so, obviously, somewhere uh, Black Scorpion must be an American because we are in Canada, and our Turkey Day was actually last month. But we do want to wish our American friends a happy Thanksgiving. I saw some of the analytics on uh, Anchor, and a lot of our uh, fans that listen to the show uh, are from the U.S. So welcome, everybody who is uh, taking part. Happy uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll move along with Davy Boy Smith Jr., or Harry Smith, as uh, people knew him in WWE, is hinting at uh, returning to WWE. I uh, did an interview, and uh, just he's had good contact with them, especially with the fact that his dad was supposed to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And, of course, his contract with MLW, I believe, is up next month. Uh, I've heard uh, rumors that he could go to main roster of WWE, whether it's Raw or SmackDown, but I've also heard uh, of him possibly going to NXT UK. And imagining him against maybe somebody like Walter could be a uh, really good dream match over there for uh, UK and at least give people something to look forward to uh, over on that show. When is there uh, going to be an NXT Canuck? You never know. And Triple H does want to. Uh, globalization uh, was one of the words he used of NXT. And I heard um, Japan might be their next uh, spot that they want to put their flag in with an NXT uh, thing going on. Because I think Kari Zane ended up going back to uh, Japan after she uh, got recently married, and that's why she's no longer with uh, the Raw crew or anything like that in wrestling, but she's still working for WWE as an ambassador. So she could be helping to set up something in the Japan uh, market. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if they uh, do something like in uh, Italy. Uh, I know they've thought about Chile and Brazil, uh, so something in South America. And, of course, there's always uh, Canada with uh, places like Destiny Wrestling and uh, the Battle Arts uh, Center and stuff like that sort of being the unofficial outlet of wanting to be Canada's NXT. Uh, so whether that's actually happening or not, but they are uh, with their performance center with uh, battle arts. So you never know. Uh, there's so many places across Canada that could end up being it. But of course, Toronto thinks they're the center of the universe and it wouldn't be surprising if there's not an NXT happening in the GTA. Uh, the Bella twins are uh, teasing that they want to return uh, to wrestling, but not anytime soon. They want to give it maybe uh, two years before they return. 
because they ended up uh, retiring uh, unofficially or officially uh, just a couple months before the uh, WWE introduced the women's tag team titles, and they were just like, whoa, that should have been for us. Uh, so they just recently gave uh, birth to sons, and they want their kids to be able to see them wrestle and go after those tag team titles and be at ringside to see them. So look forward to the Bella Twins possibly coming back within two to three years. Uh, don't know if that's somebody is something people are looking forward to. I can see you're so excited, Jonesy, by that. Um, other people who have returned and more so, a lot sooner than uh, two to three years was Hurricane Helms this week and Fit Finley. They've both been brought back after being uh, laid off in April uh, from their uh, creative jobs that they had as agents. And uh, Hurricane was at Raw uh, this past week, and uh, Finley was at uh, NXT. What kind of puzzles me about this one, and I'm glad uh, Hurricane is back with uh, WD in that regards because I'm a fan of uh, Shane Helms, but it's almost a double standard in a way that they have with the fact that Vicky Guerrero showed up on AEW and WD distanced themselves from her because, oh, you worked for the other people, the enemy or whatever, uh, even though they don't really acknowledge them. But then Shane Helms was just recently on uh, AEW, part of the uh, elite deletion match um, at their last pay-per-view with Matt Hardy but he's now being brought back. So almost Maybe a little turned off, standard. They turned off the pay-per-view at that time. Maybe they didn't see him on there because they went, fuck, this sucks. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, he also took part in the uh, uh, one that the Good Brothers put on the other day, and uh, it really didn't get many buy rates either. But Hurricane and Finley are back. I heard also Billy Kidman has returned to job. So it wouldn't surprise me if they're just recycling in people and bring them in and out because of the fact that they don't want to really lose them. And if they just lay them off for a little bit and bring them back, they still get, keep them uh, under the WD umbrella and get to use their knowledge. But, you know, if there's not going to be house shows and stuff like that. They got to keep them around somehow or totally let them go. Uh, James Ellsworth uh, reported recently that Gilberg had a uh, heart attack. So uh, wish Ooh. Gilberg all the best and recovery. Uh, people remember him as the Cruiserweight champion and the ripoff of Goldberg with little sparklers instead of the full pyros. And he held that Cruiserweight belt for, I think it was like 14 months, 15 months. Something like that, and then lost to the Hornswoggle or something like that, and then they finally get yeah, rid of yeah, that, that wow. Um, so if you weren't overwhelmed with uh, the Undertaker's farewell that happened on Sunday, you're not really the only one thinking that. Um, some people were tweeting about it and even uh, tagged uh, people like the Godfather in their uh, tweets, and he was not impressed really with how. Uh, the Undertaker's farewell went. Uh, BSK members and a lot of legends were brought in for it, and they had more excitement and interaction at the hotel and celebrating with Undertaker than they did on camera. 
So uh, Charles Wright, the Godfather, um, has been a little outspoken on how things went. I'm just hoping that the uh, at least if they were brought in like they were, that they actually spent time getting them uh, comments on uh, recording to put together some sort of tribute DVD that even though they didn't uh, get utilized a lot on the pay-per-view, we'll get to see uh, something involving them later on. There was a uh, botch in the match between the New Day and the Hurt Business this past Monday, but it might not have been a botch, actually, because the finish was supposed to be different, and uh, New Day were supposed to get the, I guess, win over the Hurt Business to retain their tag team titles, but they ended up getting counted out instead. And I guess um, there's talk that Vince McMahon is wanting the referees to look a little more legit instead of being uh, the butt of the jokes or being responsible for things looking horrible and wants them to start at least calling it like they see it in a shoot style. If people are going to not uh, acknowledge the 10 count, they're going to lose their match. Even if it means the finish originally, it's going to be thrown out. Or if they, they're heel and they get caught, they can get disqualified uh, instead of uh, being the, oh, I didn't see anything type deal and looking like chumps. So if that's you know, uh, going to happen, idea. it looks a lot better for them and it puts a little more onus on the talent to have to do things in a way that they're doing what they're asked to do and not get counted out for starters, but it also creates more heel heat potentially for the heels because they have to do it creatively to do heel tactics and not get caught and not make the ref look like an idiot. Uh, Braun Strowman has been suspended and he uh, did the whole uh, thing with uh, responding kayfabe uh, and angry at the office about it. But apparently he might have a knee injury uh, that happened this past Sunday and is off for a little while. Rumor also had it that he was supposed to be main eventing with Drew McIntyre or at least challenging Drew uh, for the title at TLC. Now, if he's injured, that probably is not going to happen. But if it is, they're going to have to find some way of getting him into the match because this Monday on Raw, it's supposed to be a three-way match with Riddle, Keith Lee, and AJ Styles, who won their matches this past Monday, to go to a triple threat to challenge Drew McIntyre at TLC. So we'll end up seeing what uh, happens this Monday if uh, Braun is actually injured or if he gets back in somehow. And our friend Black Scorpion has a riddle for us. What did the turkey say to the turkey hunter on Thanksgiving? Quack, quack. Okay. Instead of gobble, gobble. And we got a kick out of that. Everyone, Scorpion, for your input. Uh, so, yeah, that's an elephant joke book I used to have that was 101 elephant jokes, and they were that good right there. Yeah. 
So yeah, we'll eventually figure out the mystery of the Black Scorpion, but uh, until then, I'm hoping he has uh, continued fun with us. Um, I, I, I would think the Black Scorpion has some sort of, of um, oh, I lost the word I'm looking for, royalty. Well, I'm doubting this is Ole Anderson, so we got one person off the list of who it could be. Uh, so that wraps up the news segment uh, for now. Uh, just looking at uh, the Survivor Series this past Sunday, uh, it's hit and miss. I would say the uh, elimination matches were not that great, uh, to be honest. But the other matches I did enjoy, um, running down the uh, results, the Miz ended up winning Battle Royal uh, that had that was on the kickoff show. It looked like Dominic Mysterio was going to win, but Miz had rolled back in under the rope and broke the uh, elimination before he got baseball slid, drop kicked to the floor, and the referees had seen that. Dominic got rid of uh, Chad Gable and thought he had won, but then Miz came in and got rid of Dominic, and they basically were using that to hint that, you know, the Miz, who's the money and bank holder, uh, is around, so he could cash in at any time. Um, then the main show happened, and the Raw men's team, who could not get along at all uh, leading up to it, magically won five to nothing over SmackDown, making SmackDown look like a whole bunch of chumps, uh, even though they had some good talent, including uh, Kevin Owens on it. But then it was Jey Uso who took the last loss, which disappointed his cousin Roman Reigns, that if people didn't respect Jey, that they don't respect Roman, and they don't respect the family, which came into a play at the last match with Roman and Drew McIntyre. The Street Profits, as I predicted, ended up beating the New Day in a really good uh, tag team match. Bobby Lashley defeated Sami Zayn, by submission, it wasn't the squash match that people thought it was going to be, but Sammy tried to make it uh, look like the Hurt Business was going after him, trying to get a win by disqualification, and the Hurt Business didn't even touch him at all. And eventually Sammy, as I said, uh, tapped out to the uh, Hurt Lock by uh, Bobby Lashley. Sasha Banks ended up uh, surprising Asuka with a roll-up and finally getting a pinfall on Asuka. She'd never uh, gotten a pinfall in all their matches against each other. Lana ended up being the sole survivor in the women's uh, traditional elimination match. She got in briefly and was then uh, scolded by Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler and told to just stand on the stairs. Uh, it became down to three uh, women against Bianca Belair uh, representing SmackDown, and Shayna Baszler got herself disqualified. Nia Jax got counted out along with uh, Bianca Belair. And Lana, who had just stood on the steps, got declared the sole survivor of the match and winning it for the Raw side. So, yeah, just some tinkering around with the whole Lana thing. A uh, little crazy. And then, of course, Roman Reigns, thanks to some help with uh, his cousin uh, Jay, Ended up getting Drew McIntyre uh, to, I believe it was pass out or submit, uh, and picking up the victory in the uh, match 
with the uh, two main champions from both brands. Then it was the farewell to The Undertaker, and we brought out a whackload of guys, including JBL, Savio Vega, uh, Shane McMahon, Fatu, The Godwins, The Godfather, Shawn Michaels, Jeff Hardy, Big Show, Shane McMahon, Ric Flair, Triple H, and even Kane in his whole uh, costume. Everybody else showed up in suits. Oh, the Godwins were in uh, uh, their overalls, but Kane and the Godwins were basically the only guys that showed up in uh, costume. Jeff Hardy had his face painted up, but everybody else was in suits. Kind of a little bit awkward, and Kane was the last one uh, coming out there and just didn't fit into what the rest of the ring looked like. Then they showed a uh, video uh, tribute to Undertaker. They came back, and the ring was clear of all those uh, guys that they just brought out, all the legends. And Vince McMahon, looking really old, was in the middle of the ring, and he uh, ended up talking about uh, Undertaker and brought him out. He disappears, and out comes Undertaker, long uh, entry, levitated uh, up the stairs. Did a speech. They did a kneeling down with a hologram of uh, Paul Bear. He left, turned over his, uh, looked over his shoulder, turned back, and did the fist. And that was the way the show ended. So a little bit, uh, yeah, lackluster. Uh, would have loved to have been more of a Hall of Fame type deal, but it wasn't. Well, but that's coming, that's coming later. When he goes in the Hall of Fame, then it's going to be a whole friggin' big whoop-de-doo again. Yeah. What do you call a running turkey? Fast a running turkey. Food. No fast food. Fast like. food. Now, I don't know if our uh, mystery is solved, but Maloney is uh, watching and doing somewhat of the same things that our friend the black scorpion is doing what did turkey say to the computer google google go, go oh google google and then <laughs> responded see you next week sting so maybe he solved our mystery and it's been chris maloney all along we'll never know but that was the Survivor Series. Uh, your thoughts on what happened with uh, the Undertaker's at least uh, celebration? Eh. Um, I think it's been overdone. That's all. Uh, I think really that should have been all done when he goes into the Hall of Fame because it's like you're squeezing every little. Now it's going to be like the never ending retirement parade of the Undertaker. Yeah, because they're still uh, just at the Hall of Fame. Because he he said he may do one more one one last match, so it's like, oh, dear Let's God. Not. Well, no, I think I, again, I think he could, but I would only want to see him like in a Royal Rumble or in a Survivor Series match. I think that's fine. He comes out, you get a great entrance. You see him do his his thing but he doesn't he he basically can be like andre the giant except entertaining well he did say on the uh, broken skull session that he mentally could probably do another match but physically he knows he doesn't have the uh hardware to do uh so anymore so hopefully he sticks to that and doesn't do it 
Uh, last night on NXT, Candice LeRae beat Ember Moon, but that was uh, thanks to Tony Storm uh, turning on Ember, and Tony ended up joining up with Dakota Kai, Raquel uh, Gonzalez, and uh, Candice LeRae, and she's going to be part of the women's uh, heel side of the uh, War Games match that they're going to do, and they're going to take on a team with Shotzi Blackheart. I'm going to imagine that uh, Ember Moon is going to be part of that team, and they still need to add two more uh, women to join Shotzi. Kushida ended up being uh, Timothy Thatcher. The uh, grizzled uh, young veterans ended up uh, coming from the UK and uh, making their presence known on the NXT uh, main show. Kevin Owens had the KO show and uh, said that Leon, Leon Ruff is going to defend the North American Championship against uh, Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest in a three-way match. Um, Cameron Grimes ended up beating Jake Atlas. He was also told by William Regal that he's going to have a strap match at TakeOver against Dexter Loomis. Pete Dunne ended up beating Kyle O'Reilly in a ladder match to get the advantage for his team uh, going into war games against the Undisputed Era. And that was helped from a masked person helping Dunne win. Now, it could have been Pat McAfee, but he was also masked, so it might not have been that, and we're going to maybe have a fifth member of Pat McAfee's uh, side be revealed, but I doubt it's not going to happen until uh, War Games. And, of course, that all takes place on December 6th. Uh, NXT TakeOver happening on WD Network. And WD's next pay-per-view is also TLC on December 20th from Tropicana Field in Tampa Bay, Florida. They're going to be moving there uh, about a week and a half or so and leaving the Amway Center in Orlando. Last night on AEW, uh, it started off with Hangman Adam Page taking on John Silver of uh, Dark Order. Page ended up picking up the victory, and Evil Uno tried to recruit Page to be part of the Dark Order. Uh, Alex Marvez interviewed uh, Kenny Omega about last week's contract signing and the fact that Moxley ended up getting attacked before uh, the contract could be signed. And Omega just wants to be gentlemen, not uh, have all the plunder and stuff like that and have a good match against each other uh, next week on Dynamite. Powerhouse Hobbs, formerly known as Will Hobbs, uh, came out with uh, Taz. He's part of Team Taz now and beat Lee Johnson. Taz then called out management and said that they felt disrespected uh, with the FTW uh, title not being appreciated. And he tried to call out Tony Khan and a couple others, and it ended up being Cody representing management coming out to confront Taz and said, well, consider it. And then I made fun of Taz basically and said, why is uh, that your son is not training with you, but he's training with me. And that ticked off Taz who put him in Taz mission. But then uh, Taz's son hook was uh, at ringside and went out of the uh, arena with his dad and carrying the FTW championship so another second generation wrestler Ian Hook 
uh, coming. So that was uh, part of AEW last night. And then the Hybrid 2 beat uh, Top Flight, tag team that debuted last week against uh, the Young Bucks, and they are going to be actually signed to a contract with AEW. They are two brothers who are uh, 19 and 21 and uh, definitely have a uh, bright future ahead of them. Then uh, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager beat SCU. There was a brawl after that match after uh, Kazarian hit MJF in the mouth, and they were about to uh, take out SCU until Scorpio Sky yeah, made the rescue with a chair. There was a, another dumb brawl backstage involving Miro and uh, Kip Sabian uh, with best friends after Orange Cassidy shut off their Xbox. Yes, he shut off the Xbox and a brawl ensued. And I think I heard Miro say, hey, my wife bought me that. So kind of hinting at Lana bought him the Xbox. Woo! Ooh. Uh, Moxley ended up coming out um, and Omega came out first and they were doing the whole uh, that cleaner thing and the girls dancing with the brooms and you saw a silhouette of Omega Next thing you know, Moxley uh, was in that silhouette beating the uh, tar out of uh, Omega, and then they made their way to the ring. Uh, Moxley ended up doing the Paradigm Shift DDT onto the title and then finally uh, signed his contract. So they're going to meet up next week. He doesn't care about being gentlemen or anything like that because he figures that it was Omega who attacked him last week or somebody who hired by Omega to attack him. Akira Shida uh, retained her title over Anna Jay and then was attacked by Abaddon, uh, who came out with blood in her mouth and licked the title and really freaked out uh, Shida. And so that's going to be their next program with uh, the women's title. Finally, a story, really, with the women's title. They haven't had that for over a year now. And the main event saw Butcher and the Blade beat Phoenix and Pac and surprisingly enough, another brawl broke out, um, and that was between uh, Butcher Blade, Eddie uh, Kingston, Pac, and uh, Phoenix. Penta was somewhere, I think, yeah, tied up with uh, the bunny, but then Lance Archer came up with uh, Jake Roberts, destroyed everybody, went after uh, Eddie Kingston, so it looks like they're going to do Archer and uh, Kingston. Uh, coming up somehow, and that's how they end up uh, ending the show, and they got a special Winter is Coming edition of AEW next week featuring Jericho against Kazarian, Hobbs and Ricky Starks taking on Cody and Darby Allen, and, of course, Moxley defending his uh, AEW championship against Kenny Omega. Are we happy? <laughs> so I'm going to take this moment to get a drink. We're going to talk about uh, quickly a couple things happening in Ontario, and then we're going to turn things over to Jonesy with This Week in History. Hey, wrestling fans. It's Sean from Scumbags Wrestling. It might not look like Christmas right now, but it is around the corner, and you won't want to miss out on this amazing deal. It's part of Sick Kids Hospital on behalf of Steve's Wrestling Journey. 
right now. If you contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com, you'll get this amazing t-shirt designed by Nigel Lewis for just $30. And because it's Christmas, I'm going to throw in this stocking stuffer of a poster, 11 by 17 for free. Now you can still get this poster for $15, but you can get the whole combo for $30 right now until December 15th. Contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com and support Kids at Kids Hospital in Toronto and Steven's Wrestling Journey. Okay, and welcome back to the show. Uh, as I said, you need to take that little bit of a break. Uh, be sure to contact me if you want to get those uh, T-shirts or posters. 
supports Sick Kids Hospital and Stevens Wrestling Journey. Uh, you won't regret it. It's an amazing T-shirt designed by Nigel Lewis. Then you also saw those who are watching along with us and not on the uh, podcast uh, audio version, but you just saw two uh, videos of the Canadian Wrestling uh, Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame presented by CWN. Uh, that all goes down on January 18th, which is the 12th anniversary of CWN. Uh, we'll be doing a broadcast on Facebook, Live, Twitch, and YouTube from 7 p.m. until 9 p.m. And you have until the end of this month, November 30th, to make your uh, vote. So if you go to cwnonline.ca and click on the CPWHOF uh, tab, you'll be able to go to the voting page and vote in sections of Legend, Men, Women, Tag Team, The Sharpshooter, Siren, Honor, and MMA Awards. There will also be a special award um, mentioned on January 18th and uh, will definitely be something worthwhile if you're a Canadian wrestling fan to check out what the uh, special ninth award is. But you can, as I said, vote until November 30th. Get your vote in there. See if uh, your favorite uh, gets voted in this year. And we'll do it again next year and beyond. And we'll keep on adding to the Hall of Fame. But please join us January 18th, 7 till 9 p.m., Facebook Live, Twitch, and YouTube. And vote for the Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame presented by CWN. So also looking at stuff that's happening in Ontario, which is a little bit questionable uh, as long as things can carry on the way they plan to safely. But this Sunday, New School Wrestling presents History in the Making on Sunday, November 29th, 4 p.m. It's celebrating their 17th anniversary. You can buy a special pay-per-view of their event, $13.99, and it'll feature Del Bruno, taking on BMD for the New School Wrestling World Championship. Mark Wheeler and Jesse V fighting for the New School Wrestling Internet Championship, which currently is held by Mark Wheeler. The New School uh, Tag Team titles will be on the line as champions John Greed and Jeff Black defend against defend, uh, Divide and Conquer, and there'll be a special Punch Your Ticket ladder match. So that's happening this Sunday, November 29th, 4 p.m., online, 17th anniversary of New School Wrestling History in the Making. And, of course, Go Hard Pro, December 24th. It's going to feature Von Vertigo, the Antihero, Scotty O'Shea, Evan Greenway, and many more, including Holden Albright, and that's going to be a free show on YouTube. And it was crowdfunded, so it's a give back on Christmas Eve. So those are some events that you can check out uh, on the Ontario scene. And hopefully those shows will be able to happen. Uh, we have one more comment I see that just popped up. Uh, oh, apparently, according to Chris Maloney... Uh, BMD has announced that he won't be able to attend and a replacement will be announced tomorrow. 
So tomorrow, uh, Chris Maloney does the CWN uh, report, and you can maybe check out his uh, show tomorrow, I believe, at 3 p.m., and uh, maybe he'll have an update on what's going on. And Chris Maloney would like to also let us know <laughs> that he's not the Black Scorpion, and he's just doing a gimmick infringement on Black Scorpion. So the mystery will continue, it looks like. I, I think our Black Scorpion has been knighted before. What do you say? I, I think our Black Scorpion has been knighted before. Like some okay. kind of royalty has been knighted at one time. Interesting. That's, right. that's what I think. Well, if you read between the lines there, that's who I think it is. We'll have to figure that mystery out as it continues to build. But it's now that time for me to turn things over to Jonesy because we've covered shows, we've covered news, we've covered the Ontario scene, the Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, and now let's take a trip back in time to the Wrestling Hall of Fame Week in Wrestling History. Well, this week in wrestling history is from November 20th all the way to the 27th, I believe, or 26th, whatever. Who cares? 26. So, there you go. So, we're going to start with November 20th, 30 years ago, NWA presented Clash of the Champions 13 Thanksgiving Thunder. This was the last Clash of the Champions under the NWA banner. The main event saw Ric Flair defeating Butch Reed to earn a NWA World Tag Team Championship match for the Four Horsemen at Starcade. Uh, 27 years ago, WCW presented Battle Bowl, the concept used before in Starcade in 91 and 92 and revived uh, for Slamboree in 96, uh, was that wrestlers would be randomly paired for one-off tag matches via the Lethal Lottery, with the winners advancing to an over-the-top Battle Royal, with the winner of the Battle Royal declared the winner of the Battle Royal. Uh, this was the only Battle Royal pay-per-view in WCW history, uh, Battle Bowl, as it was scrapped a year uh, the next year. Uh, Vader last eliminated Sting to win Battle Bowl. So, 26 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, uh, Bull Nakano, uh, Nakano sorry, defeated a London place to win the WWF Women's Championship. If you're ever lucky to watch them uh, wrestle, uh, I did live. Uh, best One of the best matches I've seen uh, um, from WWF. Uh, 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 the win uh, adds the 342-day run with the championship for Blaze, by far the longest run in the second incarnation of the Women's Championship. I'll also add the fact that uh, Bull Nakano, you see this picture of her up here right now, definitely does not look like this anymore. I uh, was with Chris Maloney in uh, Toronto at the Summit, the summer of 2019, um, and she was a special guest for it and my god she does not look anything like this anymore you drop maybe a hundred pounds off her or okay maybe 75 uh, ish but definitely not 
looking anything like this anymore. I wish I had uh, gotten a shot of uh, the picture to put up here, but do yourself a favor and check it out. I she does not look her. Yeah, I've seen her the way she looks now, and you know what? I I always said that she was beautiful, and people thought it was nuts, and it, it's, there you go. She was beautiful. In fact, I think it was, she was more beautiful back then. I just love that hair. Always wanted uh, to mess up that hair. stand up now. <laughs> uh, so, 20 years ago, on, oh. There we go. Yeah. With the Lunder Blaze. Yes, actually, I, that's on YouTube. I did see that. Sorry, back to this week in history. That's okay. Um, now I wonder what he's doing with that picture right now. Okay. 20 years ago on Nitro from Augusta, Georgia, the perfect event, uh, Chuck Palumbo and Sean Stasiak defeated Alex Wright and Alex Skipper uh, substituting for General Rection to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. 18 years ago, at an NWA TNA pay-per-view taping, Jeff Jarrett defeated Ron Killings to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, the match and the episode ended with the TNA on-screen debut of Vince Russo, who was the masked Mr. Wrestling 3. Uh, nine years yeah, woo! Nine years ago, uh, WWE presented Survivor Series. Uh, the hook of the show was the Never Before, Never Again pairing of The Rock and the and John Zena. This was Morrison's final pay-per-view match as he was released less than two weeks later. Uh, CM Punk defeated Alberto Del Rio by submission to win the WWE Championship. Uh, and WWE announcer Howard Finkel made a cameo appearance introducing Punk. This was the start of Punk's 434-day title run as WWE Champion. And John Cena and The Rock defeated the Awesome Truth, uh, The Miz, and R-Truth. Uh, the post-match, The Rock gave the rock bottom to Zena. Also, R-Truth was busted for violating the WWE's wellness policy just days before the event, but was not suspended until two days later. Eight years ago, uh, Celeste Bowen, a.k.a. Caitlin, was arrested during a SmackDown taping in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, for outstanding warrant on an unpaid speeding ticket. Congratulations. Uh, November 21st. 32 uh, years ago, uh, Ted Turner signs papers officially finalizing the deal between he and Jim Crockett Promotions. Uh, shortly after, Turner rebrands Crockett Promotions as World Championship Wrestling. Uh, they would remain under the NWA banner until 1993. 21 years ago, WCW presented Mayhem from the Air Canada Centre in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, 13,829, I know three of the people that were there, uh, in attendance with 200 uh, homes uh, watching in pay-per-view. Uh, no, WCW would lose more than half of the pay-per-view audience in just three months. The hook of the show was the conclusion of a month-long tournament to crown a new WCW World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, some of the matches in that uh, saw Norman Smiley defeat Brian Nobbs to become the first WCW Hardcore Champion. And you know, a lot of this stuff I I vaguely remember. I remember a couple matches, but a lot of this, really? They were, I was, wow, I remember. Yeah. Like, like this match, Buff Bagwell defeated Kurt Henning in a retirement match. I don't remember being a retirement match. 
Uh, to the surprise of no one, the retirement would not stick as Henning uh, would be back about five months later. I was, at this, event. Oh, I was at this event and uh, I got to, uh, was like four rows off the floor and saw Tony Schiavone and Bobby Heenan not giving one whoop de doo at, at all about the show. And then there was also Kimberly against uh, David Flair at it. And yeah, it was just a really weird show. I thought it was uh, good until I got home and watched it on replay. And it was like, did I actually see the same show that just got played? Totally uh, ruined with the commentary of them not caring. Now, you know what? Personally, I like. I know they've said it and people have said it about, about that, not caring when they're doing their commentary. But I still think they sound good. I honestly think that they were still per fairly professional. You could hear some, you know, jabs in there about what's going on. And again, if you like kind of... A little bit of sarcasm and actually poking out when there's mistakes made, but doing it right. Uh, watch Dark Man because Taz does it really well, and um, uh, so does um, uh, God Excalibur. Hey, I'm trying to remember his name. Yahoo! Um, and we've seen Bret Hart defeat Sting in a World uh, Heavyweight Championship Tournament semifinal match. Uh, Goldberg defeated Sid Vicious in an I Quit match. Uh, Sid uh, actually never quit. He passed out from a Goldberg clutch uh, submission, and I just bit my tongue during that. Uh, Bret Hart defeated Chris Benoit by submission to win the vacant WCW World Heavyweight Championship. 20 Which years ago. At a SmackDown taping, oh yes, that's right, um, uh, Billy Gunn defeated Eddie Guerrero to win the WWF IC belt. Way to go, Billy Gunn! 15 years ago, in the wake of the sudden passing of Eddie Guerrero, WWE announces on their website that testing for their new drug policy would be handled by a third party. And it would apply to all individuals under full-time con time contracts. 13 years ago... Harrison Norris Jr., who worked as hard body Harrison and WCW power plant guy, uh, was found guilty of sex trafficking and prostitution charges by a federal jury in Atlanta. Uh, let's see, um, that he kept eight women as sex slaves in his two North Georgia homes. Harrison Norris Jr. was convicted of charges including aggravated sexual abuse, forced labor, sex trafficking, conspiracy, and witnessing uh, witness tampering. I'm having trouble. Uh, during a two-week trial, prosecutors portrayed Norris as a predator who used his wrestling business to lure uh, poor and vulnerable women into prostitution in forced labor. Witness testified that Norris, a former army uh, sergeant and veteran of the Persian Gulf War, uh, imposed a strict military structure with each of the women assigning to a squad overseen by an enforcer. In addition to facing the victims uh, to work as prostitutes, this is my favorite part, Norris made them work in and around his houses, requiring them all trees, lay sod, and paint, according to testimony. Way to go. Uh, on April 1st, 2008, Harrison was sentenced to life in prison. And this, sorry, I screwed up there. Uh, and this was a federal crime. Norris has no chance of parole. There's no uh, parole in the federal penal system. Ten years ago, WWE presented Survivor Series. 
Uh, Dolph Ziggler defeated uh, Cabal to retain the WWE IC Championship. Uh, this was Cabal's long pay-per-view match as he would be released just before Christmas. Uh, Team Mysterio, Ray Mysterio, uh, Kofi Kingston, Chris Masters, and Big Show, uh, and MVP defeated Team Del Rio, Mysterio and Show being the two that survived that, and Natalia defeated Lay Cool, Layla and Michelle McCool in a two-on-one handicap match to win the WWE Divas Championship. I'm going to take a quick little drink here. So, November 22nd. 25 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, Raiken Dozen defeated King Kong to become the first all-Asian heavyweight champion. Uh, Riki Dozen, uh, Dozen, I would believe it is, would hold uh, his belt longer than the title reigns of uh, um, San Martino and Vern Gagne. Only four men would hold the all-Asia heavyweight title. Uh, Kintaro Oki, uh, he held it four times, Giant Baba and Bill Dromo. 36 years ago, the NWA presented Starcade the Million Dollar Challenge. Some of the bigger, bigger matches were NWA Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Champion Ron Bass defeated Dick Slater by DQ. Ivan Koloff and Nikita Koloff defeated Ole Anderson and Keith Larson. Tony Blanchard defeated Ricky Steamboat to, to retain the NWA World Television Championship and win 10,000 buckaroonies. Ric Flair defeated Dusty Rhodes to retain the NWA World Heavyweight Championship and win $1 million. Former boxing World Heavyweight Champion Joe Frazier was the referee. 30 years ago, WWF presented Survivor Series from the Hartford Civic Center in Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, this event was the first look at The Undertaker. Yes, yes, he was at a TV taping a day before. Uh, and the awful gobbledygooker. I believe McMahon was a fan of the Elfie Gobbler. Uh, the show also included a one-of-the-kind main event. All the winners of their Survivor Series matches would face off in a grand finale match of Survival. Uh, Team Warrior... The Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, and Tito was the only one eliminated, uh, defeated Team DiBiase, DiBiase Warlord, Warlord uh, Paul Roma, Rick Martel, and Hercules. Uh, five uh, uh, won in the grand finale match of survival. Uh, 28 years ago to uh, in Tokyo, Japan Ultimo Dragon defeated El Samari to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. On the same show, Scott Norton and Tony Helm defeated the Steiner Brothers, Rick and Scott, to win the IWGP Tag Team Championship. Tony Helm, uh, who would go on to small fame in the WWF as Ludwig Borda. And that was a guy that looked really good. He looked like a wrestler, great for as an action figure. But, ugh. Anyways, 18 years ago, WCW presented World War III. Bill Goldberg, the um, reigning WCW World Heavyweight Champion, was not booked for the event. That's kind of a bummer. This was also the final World War III event, as the concept would be abandoned the next year for Mayhem. Kevin Nash last eliminated Scott Hall and Lex Luger in the 60-man three-ring battle royal to win a WCW World Heavyweight Championship match at Starcade. 15 years ago, at a SmackDown taping in Sheffield, England, 
uh, Hoventud uh, defeated Nunzio to win the WWE Cruiserweight Champion. And then Hoventud went out and had a bunch of beer. 11 years ago today, WWE presented Survivor Series 2009. Uh, the Undertaker defeated Big Show and Jericho in a triple threat match to retain the, the World Heavyweight Championship. John Cena defeated Triple H and Shawn Michaels in a triple threat match to retain the WWE Championship. Years ago today on Raw from Orlando, Florida, was the debut of the Angry Miz Girl. Randy Orton defeated Wade Barrett to retain the WWE Championship. Post-match, Orton was beaten down by Nexus. Unfortunately, his night wasn't over. Just moments later, the Miz elected to use his Money in the Bank briefcase for a guaranteed WWE Championship match. Moments later, the Miz defeated Randy Orton to win the WWE Championship. The angry Miz girl would win a slammy. However, it was taken... Um, from her by the Miz live on TV. That little lady, Callie, is now 19 years old. Five years ago was the 25th anniversary of Survivor Series. The Brothers of Destruction, Undertaker and Kane, defeated the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper. November 23rd. 39 years ago today in New York City, Pedro Morales defeated Magnificent Don Morocco to become the first two-time WWF IC champion ever. Uh, 31 years ago today, WWF presented Survivor Series 89 from the Rosemont Horizon in Rosemont, Illinois. This was the first Survivor Series event to feature four and four matches instead of five on five. The King's Court, Randy Savage, Canadian Earthquake, Dino Bravo, and Greg Valentine, the only one that was eliminated on that team, defeated the 4x4s. Loser Jim Duggan, crappy Bret Hart, handsome Ronnie Garvin, and the mighty Hercules for one in a Survivor Series match. The Hulkamaniacs, Hulk Hogan, the only survivor, Demolition, Axe and Smash, and Jake Roberts defeated the Million Dollar Team, Ted DiBiase, Powers of Pain, Warlord and Barbarian, and Zeus, a 4-3 in Survivor Series match. <laughs> 26 years ago today, WWE presented Survivor Series 94 from the Freeman Coliseum in San Diego, Texas. This was the last WWF pay-per-view to take place on a Wednesday night. Um, uh, beginning with the 1995 Royal Rumble, all the regular pay-per-views would move to Sundays. Uh, one thing about the that Survivor Series 94, was it there or was it earlier that that was the debut of JR's hat? We'll get our research uh, team on that. Uh, the Royal Family, Jerry Lawler, Sleazy, Queasy, and Cheesy, defeated Clowns Are Us, Doink the Clown, Dink, Pink, and Wink, and at Absolutely piece of crap match 4 0 in a uh, uh, Survivor Series match. Uh, Bob Backlund defeated Bret Hart in a submission match to win the WWF Championship, and that was a pretty good match. This match had Owen Hart convince his mother to throw in the towel. That was awesome. Uh, the Undertaker defeated Yokozuna in a casket match. Chuck Norris was the special enforcer. Chuck Norris, hell yeah, 90s. That was a pay per view, folks. 26 years ago today, Arthur Leon Art Barve was found dead in his home in Springfield, Oregon. He was just 28. 
Born October 8, 1966 in Portland, Oregon, Barr was the second-generation wrestler. Art became friends with Roddy Roddy Piper while Piper was on the Northwest Indian circuit. And just have scrolling problems. There we go. Barr began wrestling as Beetlejuice, named after the title character of the movie. Wearing face paint and flower in his hair, Barr became a bit of a fan favorite. Favorite. He had a first-degree sexual uh, charge conviction that would plague his wrestling career, including his brief stint in WCW as the Juicer. Uh, he did have success in Conan's Embranza Mexicana del Lucha Libre, E-M-L-L, in Mexico. As the American Love Machine, after a brief run at Pacific Northwest Wrestling, uh, Barr and Conan would leave for a Sintica Asoro Administration. <laughs> Triple A. Uh, Barr would team with Eddie Guerrero to championship. Uh, well, uh, Barr would team with Eddie Guerrero um, to form La Perro del Terror, the Pair of Terror. Uh, the duo would win their tag team championship and would become the most hated duo in Lucha Libra history. Barr uh, would be a part of the double uh, main event for when worlds collide in Los Angeles. Uh, La Perro del Terror uh, lost to El Hijo de Centro and Octagon in a two out of three falls double hair versus mess match. Belt would get a five-star rating by Wrestling Observer and was voted one of the top ten matches of the year by the publication. Barr and Guerrero would both garner interest from WWF, WCW, ECW, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Salazar was found dead in his home lying with his child. Official cause of his death was determined. Barr, who used a frog splash in uh, as his primary maneuver, would be adopted by Guerrero and numerous wrestlers following his death. Twenty-three years ago, WCW presented World War III from the Palace of Auburn Hills, which was recently uh, um, uh, demolished. Uh, Kurt Henning defeated Ric Flair to retain the uh, WCW United States Heavyweight Championship. Scott Hall won the 60-man three-ring battle royal, last eliminating the Giant to win a shot at the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, one note, I, I honestly think that three-ring battle royal was a piece of crap when you didn't win uh, at least a belt. To just win a chance. Like, really? I did all that for a chance? Uh, Kevin Nash disguised as Sting descended from the rafters with a baseball bat, causing Hogan to eliminate himself. Sting then attacked and eliminated the Giant to give Hall a shot at the WCW World Heavyweight Championship at Uncensored 98. Thirteen years ago today, Linda Hogan announces that she has filed for divorce from Terry Bolia, a.k.a. Hulk Hogan, after 24 years of marriage. Uh, shortly after filing for divorce, Linda, who was 48 at the time, briefly dated a 19-year-old who went to the same high school as their children, Nick and Brooke. Oh, yes. Linda would reveal about a year later that the decision to file for divorce came from Hulk's alleged affair with a woman who worked on Brooke Hogan's album in 2006. The series Hogan Knows Best was canceled shortly after the announcement. 
Linda got about 70% ownership of the company's liquid assets, 40% ownership of Hulk's companies, and 3 million property settlements. Uh, totaling over 7.4 million, Hulk wound up with about only 3 million, but did not have to pay alimony. Uh, the uh, exes still have animosity towards each other to this day, but hey, at least Hogan got Gawker money. 12 years ago today, WWE presented Survivor Series 2008. Besides the three Survivor Series elimination matches, The Undertaker defeated Big Show in a casket match, Edge defeated Triple H and Vladimir Kozlov in a triple threat match to win the WWE Championship, John Cena defeated Chris Jericho in the World Heavyweight Championship. 11 years ago today, Jesse the Body Ventura guest host Raw. In the feature bout, Sheamus won a breakthrough battle royal to win his first shot at the WWE Championship. 10 years ago today, the Philadelphia Spectrum was torn down. The building hosted many WWF events from 74 to 76, but would remain open until 2009. The building hosted two WWF pay-per-view events, SummerSlam 1990 and King of the Ring in 95. It was host to six Stanley Cups, four NBA Finals, two Final Fours, and numerous concerts. Uh, Pearl Jam was the last public act in the building with their final concert on Halloween 2009, lasting more than three and a half hours. November 24. 36 years ago today, NWA, in association with Jim Crockett Promotions, presented Starcade a flair for the gold. And uh, uh, from the Greensboro Coliseum in Greensboro, North Carolina, uh, Charlie Brown defeated the Great Kabuki in a title versus mask match to win the NWA World Television Championship. Roddy Piper defeated the NWA United States Heavyweight Champion Greg Valentine in a non-title dog collar match. Jay Youngblood and Ricky Steamboat defeated the Briscoe Brothers, Jack and Jerry Briscoe, to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship. Angela Moscow was the special referee. Uh, Ric Flair defeated Harley Race in a steel cage match to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Gene Kaniski was the special referee. 32 years ago today, WWE presented Survivor Series 88. The powers of pain, the warlord, and the barbarian were the surviving team as they joined Mr. Fuji that year. The Mega Powers, Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, survived with Herc, um, um, without Hercules, Coco Beware, and Hillbilly Jim. Uh, they all defeated the Twin Towers, Big Boss Man, Akeem, King Haku, Ted DiBiase, and the Red Rooster, 5-3 in a Survivor Series match. 3-2, 32 years ago today, in Carolina, Puerto Rico, Ron Garvin defeated uh, Carlos Colon to win the vacated WWC Universal Heavyweight Championship. 27 years ago today, WWF presented Survivor Series 93 from the Boston Garden. Marty Jannetty and the 1-2-3 Kid were the sole survivors in their match. Uh, the Hart family, Bret Hart, Bruce Hart, and Keith Hart, uh, defeated Shawn Michaels and his knights, as Owen was betrayed by his family that night. The Heavenly Bodies, Jimmy Del Rey and Tom Pritchard, defeated the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson, doing the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team Championship. 
the All-Americans, Lex Luger, The Undertaker, Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner uh, defeated the Foreign Fanatics, Yokozuna Crush, Luvid Borga, and James Rougeau, Luger being the only survivor in the uh, Survivor Series match there. Uh, 24 years ago today, WCW presented World War Three. Chris Jericho defeated Nick Patrick. Uh, Jericho had one arm tied behind his back during the match. Uh, the Giant won a three-ring, 60-man battle royal, boring last eliminating Lex Luger to win a future shot at the WCW belt. 23 years ago today on Raw is War, the New Age Outlaws, Road Dog Jesse James and Badass Billy Gunn, defeated the Legion of Doom, Animal and Hawk, to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. This was their first tag belt as a team and was the birth of the Outlaws because of what JR uh, likened them uh, uh, as outlaws leaving a robbery to a waiting car outside. It's a happy, pardon me, it's a happy 40th birthday to Elizabeth Kanaski. Or just say Kanaski. Best known to wrestling fans as the Glamazon Beth Phoenix. Born in El Elmira, New York. At age 11, she won a coloring contest for tickets to a WWF event and uh, cites this as when she fell in love with pro wrestling. Uh, she was a sorry, she was a three-sport athlete at Notre Dame High School, running track, playing tennis, and wrestled. She won both the North uh, East uh, Free Wrestling uh, Women's Championship and the New York State Fair Tournament in her class, uh, 72 kilograms in 99. Her professional debut was against Alexis Larry, who would go on to fame under the real name Nikki James. She would work with uh, she would work the independent circuit for the next two years, taking on both male and female competitors. She was also the inaugural champion of Glory Wrestling and appeared in the first ever Shimmer Women's Athlete Show. In May 2004, she impressed WWE officials in her tryout, then relocated to Louisville to work with her then-territory uh, uh, OVW. She would go on to have a great career in WWE, three women's uh, championships, and one diva championship, including the two... Uh, 2017 Hall of Fame and is currently a commentator on NXT. Today, she is married to Adam Copeland, uh, a.k.a. Edge. The couple have a daughter together. 35 years she ago. Also, yeah. She also worked uh, in Toronto with Ron Hutchinson in Apocalypse Wrestling. Oh, all right. Cool. Um, so, 35 years ago today in New York, a city that was Moolah 62 at the time, disguised as the Spider Lady, defeated Wendy Richter to win the WWF Women's Championship. Some view this as the original screw job, as Richter was the second most popular WWF wrestler at the time and wanted a bigger paycheck. Uh, the WWA, uh, WWE said, screw that, and screwed Richter, even though she, she kicked out when pinned by the Spider Lady and was banished until her 2010 when she accepted her place in the WWE Hall of Fame. Well played, Mola. 28 years ago today, WWF presented Survivor Series 92. Um, there was just one elimination match on the show, like unlike previous years, and really changed the feel of Survivor Series. It started to become a regular pay-per-view with the same old blah. Uh, Yokozuna uh, destroyed Virgil in a fantastic match. 
the Nasty Boys, Brian Nobbs and Jerry Sags, uh, the were the two survivors, and the National Disasters, Earthquake and Typhoon, Defeated Money, Inc., uh, DiBiase and IRS, and the Beverly Brothers, Bo in the Lake, a uh, fortune and tag team Survivor Series match. Eliminations occurred in pairs when one member of a team was eliminated, his partner was eliminated as well. It was really shitty. It really was that year. Um, it wasn't a Survivor Series. They just pooped all over it. Uh, the Undertaker defeated Kamala in a coffin match, and Bret Hart defeated Shawn Michaels by submission to retain the WWF Championship. 14 years. And I realized with the picture that is up, they had the tag team match with the Ultimate Maniacs against uh, Flair and uh, Razor Ramon, but um, this is actually a wrong picture because warrior ended up taking off and mr perfect turned on uh rick flair and joined the macho man to be the perfect team you're muted you're muted yeah i am muted uh, <laughs> um maybe that was the original uh it was supposed to be warrior wasn't it yeah it was supposed to be warrior and then all of a sudden for whatever reason uh, warrior took off again and they, within uh, less than a week or whatever, uh, leading up to the pay-per-view, uh, ended up getting perfect to uh, turn on Flair and uh, step back in the ring and be the perfect team with uh, Savage. And Perfect hadn't wrestled for uh, well over a year after his uh, match with Bret Hart at Survivor. I mean, at SummerSlam. Really, that was uh, Perfect's last match there for a while. Was that that SummerSlam? That was his last match at SummerSlam against Brett. Wow. And, uh, Survivor Series teaming with Savage was his first hmm. match back. I did not know that. Uh, or I didn't notice that, I should say. <laughs> uh, more so. Uh, five years ago today, Tyler... Oh, wait a minute. I'm probably... Uh, 14 years ago today in Edison, New Jersey, Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel defeated the Kings of Wrestling, Chris Hero and Claudio Castagnolo uh, to win the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Five years ago today, Tyler Klotz, best known to wrestling fans as Brad Maddox, was fired from WWE. Reason for his firing, according to PWI Insider, uh, before a dark match against R-Truth at a SmackDown taping, he used the line khaki bricks uh, in a promo. On the main roster, he was best known as the referee that cost Ryback a uh, Hell in a Cell match against CM Punk for the WWE Championship. In uh, 2012, he had a brief stint as a Raw General Manager in 2013-14. It would have been a happy 74th birthday for John L. Sullivan, a.k.a. Johnny Valiant. He died in April 4, 2018. Born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, he grew up with and became friends with Bruno Timartino. Sullivan began his career in the Detroit Wrestling Territory, working with the Sheik. While in Ontario, Sullivan met James Farring, a.k.a. Hint. Jimmy Valiant. The two would become the Valiant Brothers in the Indianapolis-based World Wrestling Association and would win their tag team championship from Bruno San Martino and Dick the Bruiser. The Valiants also won tag team gold in the WWF, winning the titles in 74 and again with a different storyline brother Jerry in 79. 
Following his wrestling career, he transitioned to managing. He managed Hulk Hogan in the early 80s in the NW, oh, sorry, in the AWA and would manage Greg Valentine and Brutus Beefcake to the WWF Tag Team Championship in 85. He would also manage Dino Bravo in 86 and 87. After leaving the WWF following 87 Survivor Series, he returned to the AWA and would manage the destruction crew, Mike Enos and Wayne Bloom, to the AWA World Tag Team Championship. Once he retired from wrestling, he became a comedian and actor, having appeared on multiple episodes of The Sopranos and Law and & Order, and has a cameo appearance in the 2008 film The Wrestler. He is a member of the WWE Hall of Fame, class of 96. And rounding it out, November 26, 33 years ago today, both WWF and NWA put on a pay-per-view on the same day for the only time in American professional wrestling history. Uh, the WWF presented Survivor Series, while NWA, in association with Jim Crockett Promotions, presented Starcade. Vince McMahon pulled a strong-arm tactic to those cable networks choosing to air NWA's pay-per-view. If you did, you wouldn't be able to air WrestleMania 4. Holy balls. In terms of buy rate percentage, uh, WWF won this battle. The difference in numbers of buys is staggering. Uh, Survivor Series was seen in 325,000 homes, where Starcade was only viewed in 20,000 homes, a margin of more than 16 to 1. Following the event, cable providers told both the WWF and NWA to never again hold pay-per-views on the same night. Survivor Series 87 uh, made it, uh, emanated from the Richfield Coliseum in Richfield. The main event tag team match was the first televised meeting between Hulk Hogan and Andre, the giant since WrestleMania 3. The women's match had the jumping bomb angels and friends uh, survive 5-3 in a Survivor Series match. Andre the Giant, Butch Reed, King Kong Bundy, One Man Gang, and Rick Rude defeated Bam Bam Bigelow, Don Morocco, Hulk Hogan, Ken Patera, and Paul Erndorf. And it was Andre that survived that whole mess uh, in that match. 33 years ago, Starcade 87, Chi-Town Heat. This was the first NWA event on pay-per-view and also the first major event from uh, Jim Crockett Promotions since the merger with Bill Watts Universal Wrestling Federation. This is also the final Starcade under the JCP banner as Ted Turner would buy the promotion and rebrand it World Championship Wrestling by the next year. The Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson defeated the Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane in a Skywalker scaffold match. Uh, Nikita Koloff defeated Terry Taylor to unify the NWA and UWF World uh, Television Championships. Uh, and uh, Dusty Rhodes defeated Lex Luger in a steel cage match to win the NWA U.S. Heavyweight Championship. And Ric Flair defeated Ronnie Garvin in a steel cage match to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. 26 years ago today, uh, in Madison Square Garden in New York City, Diesel defeated Bob Macklin in just eight seconds to win the WWF Championship. 
To this day, it's still the shortest WWE Championship match in history, and a feat matched uh, only since Randy Orton defeating Daniel Bryant in eight seconds following his Money in the Bank cash-in at SummerSlam in 2013. Easily would become the first WWF wrestler to win the Triple Crown in under a year at uh, 227. CM Punk uh, broke the mark in 2009 when he completed the Triple Crown in 203 days. 25 years ago today, Smoky Mountain Wrestling presented its last show presented by the company Thanksgiving Thunder from the Knoxville City Coliseum. Uh, Brad Armstrong defeated Terry Gordy in a country whipping match to become the last NSMW heavyweight champion. At the end of the event, all the wrestlers attacked Cornette and hit him with their finishers. Brian, Brian Hindlebrand would go on to fame as Mark Curtis in WCW, Ken Cornette to end SMW. 25 years ago today, WCW presented the first World War III. The show's hook was a three-ring, 60-man battle royal for the vacant WCW World Heavyweight Championship. The title was vacated the previous month following the events of Halloween Havoc, including Hogan tossing the un, uh, sorry the giant off the freaking Cobo Hall. Or he didn't toss him, he just fell or slept or something. I can't remember. And I just seen it not too long ago. Uh, Lex Luger defeated Randy Savage, Sting defeated Ric Flair, and Randy Savage won the 60-man battle royal, last eliminating one-man gang to win the vacant WCW World Heavyweight Championship, and then the Moaning from Hogan went on. Fuck, I hated Hogan uh, in WCW until he went bad. Um, 20 years ago today, WCW presented Mayhem 2000. Only uh, 38 uh, were in attendance, uh, 12 in a 12,000 arena plus capacity, with just 55 homes watching on pay per view. Uh, that is just over a quarter of what the previous Mayhem 99 got. Woo! Uh, 200 buys and, uh, and down 15,000 uh, buys from Halloween Havoc the previous month. Uh, Scott Steiner defeated Booker T in a straight jacket steel cage match to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Steiner would hold the title until the last show in company history when he is defeated by Booker T. 14 years ago today, WWE presented Survivor Series. Seeing WWE legends Ric Flair being the only survivor, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, Dusty Rhodes, and Ron Simmons with Arn Anderson defeated the Spirit Squad, Kenny, Johnny, Nikki, and Mikey 4-3 in a Survivor Series match. Batista defeated King Booker to win the World Heavyweight Championship. And it's a happy 40th, 44th birthday to Maven, Clint Huffman, uh, the first male uh, tough enough uh, winner, PWI Rookie of the Year, three-time uh, WWF Hardcore Champ, and he eliminated the Taker in the 2002 Royal Rumble, and that is what went down in history many years ago. Okay. Get Maven off the screen. Thank you. Yep. Thank you once again, uh, Chris, for taking us down that uh, lovely uh, trip down memory lane of a lot of events, uh, whether it was uh, World War III's or uh, Survivor Series. You know, you can only imagine what happens in December. We'll see uh, that over the next couple of weeks. Uh, so. 
Thank you, everybody. Episode 130 is in the books. Thank you for joining us on Twitch, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Facebook Live, wherever you're getting us from. Now, the one announcement that I did uh, miss before going into the uh, this week in history is the fact that December is coming up very soon. That gives us only one month left in the year. I want to finish off this year as uh, big as possible. Currently, the Scumbags Wrestling has 463 fans on our page. I want to make that 500. I want to make it bigger than that, even. So, just to get to 500 by the end of the year, I'm encouraging everybody to reach out, invite their friends to uh, join us. For everybody who joins us, they're going to be in a draw to win a uh, Scumbags Wrestling t-shirt, one that is in the advertisement with the comic book style. If you are one of the top people who ends up inviting and getting friends to join, you also can get a t-shirt for free. If we get more than 500, then for every 50, I'm going to throw in another t-shirt and build this up. We want to start off uh, 2021 with a big bang, a lot more fans, a lot more reach wherever they are. So get out there, whether you're a current fan and get other wrestling fans to join us. We're striving for 500. We're giving away t-shirts, giving away posters. You name it, we're going to try and encourage people to join us. We have a lot of different things uh, like this podcast. We have uh, Fantasy Warfare Tournament, news that happens on our Facebook page. If you're a wrestling fan and you know wrestling fans, get them to join. We're going for 500, as I said, by the end of the year. So that's just over 31 days uh, from today because we are at, uh, what, the 26th? So 35 days to get us to 500. You guys can help out, like, share, spread the word, and get people to join us on Facebook. Boost us up to 500, and there's a chance to you can win a couple of prizes. So help us out, get us up there, and we're going to uh, give a lot more uh, material in 2021 if possible. Plus, if you're a wrestling fan and like to be part of a podcast, we're also opening up seats in our Fantasy Warfare Tournament uh, show. Sometimes life gets in the way, illnesses get in the way, we understand, we get it, but we want the show to continue, and if we have a rotating uh, panel of different opinions, the better. Sometimes it'll be great to have five people on the panel instead of three, and if you want to be a part of that panel, you love wrestling history, you can join us for Fantasy Warfare Tournament. So send me a message at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. Be a part of our show and join Jonesy and I and whoever else is on our panel and have some fun with Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Jonesy, you want to add anything before we check out of here? Uh, no, I believe it's a month before Christmas, um, and that's about it. Perfect. Well, thank you very much. For your uh, trip down memory lane, your uh, inserting of uh, opinions uh, and thoughts during the news, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, expand in 2021, build up uh, things, give out stuff. We'll see you next week for episode 131. Have a good night. Toodles.